3: It's Commissioner Cooper, and
4: it's time for TSS Fantasy. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs>
3: That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Yeah! <laughs> Nick has become the replacement for the jester when he is out for sure. Appreciate that. Busy night ahead of us tonight. We got a big week ahead of us. So let's get right with our introductions. Let's welcome to the studio,
2: Nick. You got Flandered Macaronis. Yes, hello, ladies and gentlemen, you have reached the greatest fantasy football podcast that there ever was, there ever is, and there's ever going to be. And always don't forget, my friends, go to bonfire.com, get your wonderful TSS Fantasy Football t-shirt for Christmas, for any celebration you may have, a birthday, hell, it could be a Tuesday. Just go to bonfire.com. Type in TSS Fantasy in the search bar and you'll see our lovely array of t-shirts. We have short sleeve, we got tank tops, and we got long sleeve. So we got you covered. If if we don't got it, you don't need it. <laughs> we'll
3: have some other accessories up very soon as well. Appreciate the plug. Greg, welcome
4: to the studio. The juice is loose mayor. Good evening, fellas. Uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter, Big OJ1, for all your breaking news. And also on Instagram, Greg underscore OJ. There is no
3: my bad. There's no GNUs like Greg GNUs. That is for sure. I don't know. That's I don't know if you guys know that, but that is from the Great Space Roller Coaster. That's an old school reference indeed. Greg is not blue.
0: (laughs) Doctor Dr. Miller, welcome to the studio, sir. Gentlemen, it's great to be here with you tonight. Nick, I really liked what sounded like a Brett the Hitman Heart reference from 1990s WWE with the best there is, the best there was, and the best, the best there's going to be. Been. That was yeah. classic.
2: Thank I, you. I, I, I was just pitballing.
4: You <laughs> had no idea he was doing he
2: it. You had no <laughs> clue where you were
3: going with that at all. <laughs> Indeed. All right. Um, again, we are the fantasy show of the people. So do not forget, please visit us at tssfantasy.com. Get all of our great um, rankings that are out today for week six. So if you need to check in early, please go visit us there. Um, they are up and ready for you. Also, visit Belly Up Sports Podcast Network, all the great shows on there from wrestling to racing, um, everything you can possibly imagine. We have, in fact, two guests tonight um, that will be on from our podcast network Kelsey and DJ from High and Low. They're going to play champs or chumps here in a little while. So that'll be fun. Um, Also, don't forget to visit us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Send us your lineup questions, and we love to interact with you there as well. Also, don't forget to listen to us on Unhinged Radio, 24-7 Sports Radio Network, all the great shows on there as well. Um, Check us out 8 to 9 a.m. We. Are the fantasy show of the people i forgot to say make us part of your morning commute all right let's get things started we got the dock in mike got in a little late so i'm gonna go ahead and plug his ass in there even though he's late we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna welcome mike the straw hernandez right quick welcome to the studio
5: as you should as you should what's going on fellas how are we doing this
3: evening it's good to see everybody we're doing late, and we love your tardiness, I have to say. All right, let's get things started. It's time for Dr. Miller's house call.
4: Doctor,
3: got one. All right, Doc, we got a busy one for you out of the
0: usual. Take it away, sir. We do have a busy night. It's going to be dominated by the Giants. But before we move to New York, let's talk briefly about Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. So as we discussed the other night, he underwent surgery on the eighth on his right or throwing hand, middle finger. And this wasn't simple. There was two separate injuries here. Number Mm -hmm. one was the extensor tendon that I heard you reference on a previous show. I appreciated that. The extensor (laughs) tendon or the mallet finger which if you watched him after the injury, that explained the floppiness of the last part of his finger. That's why he couldn't straighten it. But in addition to that, he did have a communid communid fracture, excuse me, um, of his proximal interphalangeal joint, which is one of the two joints of the finger. And that just references that there was at least two bone fragments. So we had a very involved injury here to the finger. He didn't just jam his finger. So the procedure was done by Dr. Stephen Shin, who also incidentally operated on Drew Brees and Steph Curry. So they went straight to the top for this. Now, therapy, it's going to start later this week. But I want to highlight that he's not going to be doing any throwing, any heavy deadlifting. Therapy for Russell Wilson is going to be very protected movement of this finger. Now, again, he's expected to return to play this season. And his timeline is far more accelerated than I think a mere mortals timeline would be so he's hoping to be out only four weeks have you guys heard this four weeks Mm -hmm. so i have heard it i was waiting for you waiting for you to hear what you said about that. (laughs) so four weeks he's looking at three games because they got the bye week in there or 37 days um that that is incredibly ambitious i'm a little bit more guarded than he is they're not going to take a future Hall of Famer, and bring him back prematurely. So I'm more guarded than his four weeks, and I'm going to say even six is an amazing success of the surgeon, the rehab team, and Russell Wilson himself. But I'm going to say he's out until week 11, maybe 12.
3: Yeah, I talked about that last night. You know, in in most leagues, I would just say drop him, to be quite frank. I mean, you know, you're end of of most seasons or week 13. You know, I'm not sure what he's doing uh, for you. The dead weight on the bench for that long, to be quite frank. All right. Who else you got, Don?
0: Yeah, let's go to uh, New York for quite a bit of the show tonight. Saquon Barkley. And this was just sad. Whistle blew. Play was done. And he was just finishing his run, slowing down, and unfortunately happened to step on somebody else's foot. And this was a classic inversion and plantar flexion ankle sprain, like all of us had had while playing basketball or stepping down off of a curb. In other words, his foot went down and in as he stepped on somebody's foot. Um, I think everybody probably saw the footage afterwards. There was significant, significant swelling over the lateral ankle just moments after the injury. That suggests to me there was some tearing of the ligaments. It's indicative of not a grade one, but probably a grade two or a grade three sprain, which just means there is some significant tearing involved. Um, If it's a grade one, which I don't think it is, we're looking at one week, maybe two. A grade two or three, we're two to four weeks, and a three, maybe even up to six weeks or more. Um, Early speculation that there was a fracture is currently uh, been proven negative the radiographs came back very positive um but um i'm not sure i'm willing to say he's coming back before five or six weeks
3: yeah we talked about um waiver wire devonta booker i definitely would make him your number one priority this evening all right who else we got in new york
0: so let's go to the quarterback position i was watching this game and i saw this hit on daniel jones and When it was live, it really didn't strike me as anything remarkable. Yes, there was helmet-to-helmet contact, but I I didn't expect that when I turned around a few minutes later, I'd be watching him stumble. Hmm. Seeing him stumble off the field was really scary to watch. So he's now in the NFL's concussion protocol. Um, He hasn't been ruled out for this weekend's home game against the Rams, which only means he's cleared the first few phases of the protocol. There's still a lot of work left to do if he's going to play. But again, my soapbox, you guys have heard it already, If you're a high school football player listening to this show, do not come back the week after a concussion. It is a brain injury. You're not getting paid to play. Um, But again, Daniel Jones still has a couple stages to go in the protocol.
3: Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater came back quite quickly um, and didn't play all that well. So maybe there's a correlation with that. All right. Exactly. So
0: Kenny hyperextended his knee, which just means the knee is supposed to bend one direction. A hyperextension injury means it bent backwards the opposite direction, the direction it's not supposed to go. And according to the NFL Network, he's out one to two weeks. Um, You know, this hyperextension injury can give you some instability, can give you some swelling, and can give you just a lack of confidence in your ability to plant, cut, and change direction. So Galladay's out again a week or two, according to the NFL Network, should be able to return without any lingering dysfunction, though.
3: Nice. All right. Well, wasn't doing much prior to the injury, so we'll see what he does after the injury.
0: All right. We'll so let's see look. somebody who was doing something prior to the injury. Kadarius Tony was absent Ooh. the first couple of weeks of the season, really didn't hear that name. And then all of a sudden when he was the only player left on the roster, he got targeted and almost had 200 yards. And, and like you said, if he didn't throw a punch, he would have been up over 200 yards. Um, so coach judges comments about Kadarius Tony, Tony's ankle injury really works strange. am not sure if you heard this, but it's an ankle injury that according to the coach quote, I don't think it's anything really significant in terms of season ending. What kind of <laughs> comment is that for an ankle sprain? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so that's concerning. He, the third like... quarter. he returned to play on it. That's reassuring, but it's wildly inconsistent with a coach speculating about season ending injuries. So I'm waiting for the report, which will be coming out later today. Um, Maybe we're going to see something different. I, I just thought that comment was incredibly odd and probably inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, indeed. I agree.
3: All right, who else you got? All
0: right, you guys had enough of the Giants. Let's go uh, to talk about Joe Burrow a little bit. This was a strange one. So he was hospitalized briefly after the game Sunday with a potential throat contusion, and this is something more commonly seen in combat sports, not something we usually see in football. This is more likely in boxing or missed martial artists. Um, but it was considered a precautionary visit. There was no evidence that there was any damage to the throat or any of the structures of the throat. He didn't miss a snap Sunday. He won't miss time moving forward. Bet on Joe Burrow.
3: Joe Burrow said, let me clear my throat. All right, Who else we got?
0: (laughs) Najee Harris, just briefly, uh, calf injury, maybe a bad cramp, maybe a mild sprain. He's questionable for this weekend, but nothing on the radar makes me think he's not going to go. Taysom Hill for the Saints, he's in the concussion protocol. But they've got a bye week this week, which I'm grateful to report. means he should be ready to return week seven unless there's something else funky in there. Um, two weeks is, is much better than just that one week with a concussion.
3: Nice. All right. And, um, I heard Tom Brady had a little bit of a sore thumb after sticking up the Dolphins' ass uh, <laughs> during the last game. Uh, any report on him? Is he okay? Is his thumb okay? to yeah. so
0: we'll make sure. So, I, I found this funny. Like Brady, after the game, commented that he can turn a thirty-yard run into a ten-yarder. This this is funny, man. So he also said his thumb was quote a little bit sore, but nothing. I'm not used to. I've certainly had worse. Um, I don't think it's going to limit his ability to play. Although, admittedly, Tom Brady did report it's going to limit his ability to give high fives, fist bumps, and handshakes.
3: And <laughs> and drinking <laughs> an avocado shakes.
0: All right, yeah, so. How about Clyde Edward Hilaire? What have we heard about him with the knee? So he had to be carried off the field. That was tough to watch. But he was seen shortly after weight-bearing as he limped. I was going to say walked, but really limped into the locker room. Um, Been diagnosed as an MCL sprain. I expect him out four to six weeks. So MCL, inner knee, runs north-south, and stabilizes the knee against those lateral blows. And if you saw this footage, this was brutal. You know that that hit um i, I thought had the potential to be a ligament tearing type of hit, so to get away with just a moderate sprain and with just missing a month, maybe a little more is a big win for c e h but you, know, you said earlier, if you're gonna miss four to six weeks, you may consider dropping them
3: yeah it's a well it's a lot of time i we'd i'd keep c e h um just just for the simple fact of running backs are just so so uh Uh, valuable during, especially during the late run and bye weeks. Um, But it was interesting. I had some vested interest in that game. So I was watching um, CEH for some odd reason. Um, And interesting enough, they were in a straight platoon prior to. So um, I don't even know when he gets back, what that backfield is going to look like, because we're back to looks like the old Andy Reid backfield, like he likes to just bring them in and out. So we'll, we'll see how that works out. All right. Who else do we got on there?
0: Yeah. Deontay Harris is listed right now. with a hamstring injury. I don't really have a whole lot to say about him. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster. So moving to Pittsburgh, um, he's going to undergo season ending surgery for a dislocated shoulder. Now, given the nature of the injury, a dislocation to somebody who's otherwise healthy, there's a reasonable expectation. There's either labral damage like Baker Mayfield or some damage to the axillary nerve, which runs in that region. So, um, his best-case scenario is that it's an isolated dislocation and it's season-ending only. Um... But I think keep your eye on him. This has the potential to be something that lingers with him down the road and, and really hampers the rest of his career.
3: Yeah, that's tough for Juju because uh, he kind of went on that um, you know, one-year deal. He's going to earn it this year. So uh, tough, tough blow for him for sure. Who else we got on the house call?
0: Another nasty knee injury. This one was brutal. Max Williams. So I didn't see this until the tape afterwards. This was a nasty right knee contact injury. And it's sad because I think he had just broken a tackle, took two Mm. more steps, and then just got hammered. And his knee went into both hyperextension, which is that backward bending motion, and it buckled to the outside. Um, He was carted off the field. There was no question watching the video. That's the end of his season. There's some early speculation that this is potentially a multi-ligament injury. Um, But before we speculate, let's wait for some of the tests to come back on that. But um, Max Williams is done for the year.
3: Usually when you get that planted leg and that, um, you know, that outside force, unfortunately, that's usually the ACL territory. So we're starting to get into that season seems like so far. All right. Who else do we got?
0: So Curtis Samuel, mean, we've been talking about his groin since what June mm. um, re-injured it. And I think when you look at this and, and how chronic it's become, he's got one of two options. Neither one is playing the rest of the season. He either needs some actual prolonged rest or some type of surgical intervention. Um, but either way, it's time to drop him. His season is not going to be productive moving forward if he sees the field again.
3: Indeed. Dead weight for sure. Totally agree. All right, who else we got?
0: All right, I'm not sure how to say his name. Quintez Cephas, is that right? Lions that's wide receiver? Yeah, that's, so, that's okay. correct. <laughs> so I expected to undergo what's likely going to be season-endering surgery to repair a collarbone or clavicular fracture, so... Um, Don't plan on him seeing the field again until very late this season, and that's a best-case scenario.
3: Indeed. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, he was the uh, rising star in that Lions receiving core, so uh, unfortunately he will go away. We'll see who comes out now as the guy to get. Um, Anyone else you got there, Doc?
0: we close out with Amari Cooper? Um, So he's had this lingering hamstring injury, and we've now added some bruised ribs to that again. Still expected to go this week, but it looks like these are starting to pile up on him. He decimated me week one personally, so I wish all of these <laughs> happened earlier rather than him killing me <clears throat> week one. But here we are. Um, don't really have a whole lot more to add to him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Doc, we appreciate your time. Again, check out Dr. Miller's house call on Sunday morning. Wake up with TSS Fantasy. Um, he'll get you, he'll let you know about the day's events, let you know if the players are going or not. And, um, you know, again, waking the hell up early with me and the Doc. Had nothing quite like it. Thank you again, my friend.
0: Take care, gentlemen.
3: Thank you, sir. All right, when we're going to take a quick break. We come back, we're going to play Champs or Chumps with Kelsey and DJ from High and Low Sports. We'll be right back.
5: What's up, TSS family? This is Mike, the straw that stirs the drink. Now, I know we all have our own ways of grading talent on fantasy football. A huge part of it, much like in life, is passing the eyeball test. You always have to look your best so that you could be at your best. That's why I go to Underground Cuts Barbershop in Orlando. Robin the boys have been making ballers in Orlando look their best so that they can be at their best. On the field or on the air. Nobody performs miracles like the barbers at Underground Cuts. So go check them out. They're at 1005 West Oak Ridge Road, Suite 6, 32809. Or give them a call. 407 858 zero zero eight zero underground cuts a proud sponsor of tss fantasy the fantasy show of the people
3: that's right ladies and gentlemen after a month of asking mike hernandez finally did the fucking commercial great job sir we appreciate it all right Let's welcome to the studio. Oh, he he left already. I think I scared our guest off already. Look at that. <laughs> he ran away as quick as possible. He's like, he's like, "Oh shit, I'm in the wrong. I'm in the wrong place here." <laughs> All right, let's welcome to the studio um, our friends from High and Low Sports. Uh, we got Kelsey and DJ. Um, not sure where everybody went, but welcome, sir, to the studio. Um, this is your time, sir. Take your time. Let everyone know where they can find you and
6: uh, how we can uh, listen to you guys. Yeah, so appreciate you guys having us on. Uh, obviously, I'm Kelsey of the the two of us. Uh, DZ, I don't know where he ran away to. I, he, he probably ran back to a, to a hidey hole or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out here when he gets back. Uh, but no, we are we are on every Thursday on the Unhinged Radio Network, just like you guys are on on every day. We are on Thursdays, two p.m. Eastern time. Check us out there or on any platform for on-demand shows. Uh, we talk about everything. Uh, you name it, we'll talk about it. Uh, we even dip into, I mean, cricket at one point in time we've talked about, which is uh Way out of my 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 comfort zone, but we're we're always there. But that's what we do. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter, on Instagram uh, at high underscore low under, underscore sports on Twitter, and at high low sports on Instagram. And then you also find us on Colorcast every weekend, calling college football and NFL games as well. Absolutely, have fun with that as well. If you guys haven't tra- checked that out, do so. I know, Kabish, uh, you 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 checked it out one weekend. I did. Yeah,
3: I was about to, about to comment on that. That was an interesting, you know, first of all, I listened to you guys. Great job. You guys do a really, really good job, actually, uh, when I was listening to you guys. And I, try, I was like, you know what? I'm going to sign up. I'm going to do it. I'm going to call the Dolphins and Raiders game. And I think I went for about about 10 minutes and was like, man, I don't want to be doing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, said, it is,
6: it is a fun a- but trying aspect of things.
3: Yeah, if, if I had someone else maybe to do it with, it'd be okay. But just sitting there consistently talking for maybe over three hours by myself, not quite my thing when I'm trying to watch my game, for sure.
6: <laughs> yeah, I look, I can talk to a rock most days, but I'll be honest, doing it by myself, uh, yeah, I've done it once or twice when DJ was at work, and not the most ideal thing. But you know what? You, nowadays, with that new co- co-casting and everything that you can do, it makes it a little easier.
3: Yeah, for sure. No, indeed. Yeah, like I said, you guys do a great job on that. So if you guys aren't familiar with that uh, color casting, um, you get online um, and basically listen to someone else announce the game. Um, not necessarily like the normal announcer, so you get a different aspect to it. So it's pretty neat, um, pretty cool aspect to to that as well. All right, so I've been trying to wait for DJ. I see him trying to get back in, and he went back in. I think he's trying to get back in again. So I was trying to waste waste enough time let's see if uh if we can get him on if not let's see I might just pick one of my co-hosts here to go against you um if that's the case we can't get him back on until until we can get him back on again so so we don't want to waste too much time we're going to go ahead and start the game let's start with Ned Flanders champs or chumps All right, so Kelsey, I know I'm going to start you off. I, you know, I, I, I had to put it to you. I know you're the guest, but I thought it'd be fun. Mr. Kelsey, please make your case. Well, Oh, I forgot. Let me put up the top 10. I forgot. Let me throw that up there first. So the top 10 so far, uh, Mahomes, Brady, Jackson, Allen, Herbert, Murray, Hertz, Stafford, Sam Darnold still in that top 10, number nine, and Dak prescott your own boy so i'm gonna put you on the spot make you feel make you feel uncomfortable right on the show give me
6: a case for dak prescott as a chump you gave me the hard one to start off didn't you just like just throwing me in the fire on this one Like this is this is a tough one i'll be honest being a cowboys fan you kind of rely on zach but you know what there is a case for him and that's that tony pollard zeke duo right now Zeke right now getting at more and more carries every week. He just hit 21 for the first time this season, just broke that 20, 20 mark finally. Tony Pollard also getting himself some some double-digit carries as well. Plus, you mentioned Amari Cooper's injury in the last segment. That's a big miss as well. CeeDee Lamb is hit or miss day in and day out. I can't trust Dalton Schultz to be more than a four-yard and go-down type of guy. Uh, Jarwin's not going to do anything any ever. Uh, and then, you know, where's Gallup been all season? Well, he's going to continue missing. So I look at this and I see the trend continuing that, you know, Kellen Moore is going to keep calling run plays. Dak's going to start slimming down on the pass plays. And really, when you look at it, uh, this, whole, this whole cycle has been Dak not giving you any rushing yards all season long. So he's not going to be involved in that rushing game at all. So this is just going to be purely a Zeke and, and Tony Pollard show going forward, especially when you go against the Cardinals, you go against the Chiefs left, Vikings, all offenses, you want to keep the ball out of their hands. That's easy money for, for them, for, for Dak to slide out of that top 10.
3: True, boy, that was, that's bringing a thunder for sure. Nick, this is your segment, sir. Let's call you out. Let's see what you got. Make a case for Sam Darnold as a champ.
2: Really? <laughs> Sam Darnold being a champ? Um, uh, he can run. Uh, he's... He's got he's got rushing yards. Uh, he does not have uh, that great of an offensive line. He's only got one receiver down there uh, in uh, DJ Moore. His his main rushing attack is always on the shelf, and it's up to him to carry uh, five and in. So eventually he will not be able to, to sustain the the intensity to keep it for a full 17-game uh, season. So that's why I say Sam Darnold is a chump. Plus that, he's never done it before in his career. Mike so,
3: and Greg, who do you think won round one of Champ or Chumps?
4: Mike, you first. You want me to go first? Uh, <laughs> go on, Greg. Go ahead. I think uh-huh. our guest won. He gave a more compelling argument. And with more facts. And as you go on and watch the Cowboys games this year, they are a run-first team now. They are protecting Dak, and you can see that. So point goes to our guest. Good job.
3: All right, Mike, Mike, I'm going to have you do round two. All right, let's start round two. We'll start our guest off. Now, I set you up round one. Let me boost you up round two. Ezekiel Elliott. All right, um, again, I'm getting ahead of myself. Running backs in our top 10. Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, Ezekiel Elliott, number three, Nick Chubb, four, Kareem Hunt, five, Kamara, six, um, Aaron Jones, seven, James Robinson, eight, Jonathan Taylor, nine, and Cordell Patterson, number 10. These are standard, by the way. It's funny how things differ a little bit in uh, PPR, so I just threw up in standard. All right, set you up before, setting you
6: up now, though. Ezekiel Elliott as a champ, Kelsey. Oh, this one's too easy. I mean, easy. I can just, just, just put my previous previous argument on repeat for, for why Dak was going to be a chump, and now you got Zeke as a champ. But, I, look, heres I'll be completely honest and say there's only one worry I have, and that's if one of these – or well, seven of these last ten running backs decide they want to play back, play football again. Because the running back class this year has been absolutely atrocious. Zeke, all he has to do is get 10 to 15 carries, keep averaging more than four yards a carry, uh, easy. I, I mean, really, this is easy for him to stay up there, unless he has these one of these nagging ankle injuries that pops up at the end of the season, like he always does. As a Cowboys fan, it just it drives me crazy. But now Zeke is built for this, as they're going to keep giving him more and more touches. Uh, just keep feeding the beast at this point in time, and he's going to keep keep giving you keep giving you plenty of plenty of fantasy points. Keep feeding a beast. I like that, indeed. All right,
3: Nick, here you go. Let's see what you got. Oh, oh, hold on. I, th- I think DJ might have saved you. I think DJ might. I'm going to defer to the straw. Oh, hold okay. on a second. Hold on
2: hold on,
3: hold on. hold on. We got our other guest in. DJ, okay. welcome to the studio, sir.
1: My bad. Technology I is not my I feel yes, I don't know what it is. Or it knew that there's some fire coming here and it couldn't handle <laughs> it. I'm not
3: sure which, but we, we finally made it in you're good you're good we appreciate you having you in all right so um unfortunately kelsey took the first point away from you and nick made your argument and he sucked at it so he he unfortunately got the point taken away now well, for your <laughs> you're in the now we're in the running back era so we, he already made his case kelsey made the case for ezekiel elliott to be champ and your
1: turn i'm going to set you up you are a colts fan is that correct Unfortunately, I don't want to talk too much about that part. We'll ignore that part. I'm still in trauma mode after last night.
3: (laughs) Listen, I'm a Dolphins fan. I don't want to hear what your trauma is like. All right, so (laughs) we're going to go to you, Jonathan Taylor. He's in our top ten at number nine. I want a case for a chump for Jonathan Taylor.
0: Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at
4: Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22.
1: This is tough because I love what he can do. And you saw yesterday, he can do a lot, but unfortunately, a the Colts offensive line is look, their injury report looks like a CVS receipt. It's getting ridiculous at this point. Soon they're going to have to bring in a JV squad across the board. Frank Reich likes to throw the ball at Carson Wentz for some reason. Instead of playing like with Philip Rivers where they ran it first. Now I think Carson Wentz can air it all over the place and throw for 400 yards. And Marlon Mack is still back there as well, too. And since he demanded the trade, they actually started giving him carries to up his value, it looks like, as well, too. Because you're not going to trade him for a six-round pick. He's way too good for that. But you can't ask for more if you don't actually give him carries. And what do you know? You give him the ball, and he looks pretty good. And there's still Naeem Hines there. I want him to be Darren Sproles, but he's not quite there type of guy. So there's a lot of options there. And they have seem to, seemed to struggle a lot, fall behind, end up having to throw the ball. So I think as much as I like him, I think he's a good RB2, which is where I ended up drafting him for an RB1 and a top 10 guy. I just don't think he could give you quite that much on a week-to-week basis.
3: Nice. So I was bringing the thunder after the technical difficulties for sure. Mike, I'm going to let you judge this round. Who
5: you got for round two? Um, I'm going to have to give it to the newcomer because he came in cold. He didn't even know what's going on. He didn't even hear what Zeke's argument was. (laughs) Uh, My man who went first, he kind of – did feed off. You gave him two players on the same team. It wasn't I know, team. I messed up. I <laughs> just realized <laughs> <that>. <laughs> it's not his fault <laughs> but uh the gentleman in the white uh wins this round.
3: All right. Good. That's DJ. Good job, DJ. Good job, I- DJ. Kelsey, that's I out. did. I
6: didn't set you up correctly. I saw. I see where I messed up there, but well, you Ooh, know, man, hey, we're, it's perfect science. I was expecting the same argument from the first, you know, from round one, not DJ to come back in with this this <laughs> volcano fire out of <laughs> the I, I just can't get shut out here. I, I got. I gotta make
1: a, I gotta make a name now. You can have the rest of the way. We'll bounce it. All right.
3: Hey, well, well, all right. We'll see how it goes. Now we're gonna move on to receivers. All right, so our top ten again. These are um, standard, not PPR. Mike Williams, number one, Cooper Cup at number two, Debo Samuel at three, Tyreek Hill at four, um, Money Brown at five, and he's been Money for sure, Uh, Chase, Jamar Chase, number six, Devontae Adams, seven, DK Metcalf, eight, Justin Jefferson, nine, and DJ Moore at number ten. All right, Kelsey, Marquise Brown talking about money. Make the argument for a chump for Mr. Brown.
6: Man, all right. I, I had I, I got the Dak as a chump, and now I got to do Marquise Brown as a chump. Man, you're just setting me up for failure. All right, no. Look, Hollywood Brown. He is he is Hollywood as long as Lamar's standing upright. And lately, Lamar has not been upright. He's been having to scramble for his life. We saw the struggles against the poor, poor Colts team. We, we yeah, in Monday night. Understand I mean, look. You if it's not for if it's not for Hollywood breaking past everybody and the Colts just forgetting about him, he doesn't score. It's plain and simple. Hollywood Brown is too touchdown dependent for me to be a week in, week out, top 10 guy. Obviously, he does get some yardage, but they're all in the same exact type of plays. They're all just busted coverage. Lamar's making something, and then it's like, oh, hey, we forgot about Hollywood Brown sitting there at <laughs> the, it, it, 40 yards downfield, just standing there waving his arms in the air. Like, So it, you can't rely on that to happen. I know it's early in the season, you, but week 10, week 11, week 12, no team is going to allow that to happen anymore. They're going to find the catch on. Film is what it is. After week five, it's all figured out. And that's, that's why I see Hollywood Brown start to slide down here. And then you got Mark Andrews, Isaiah Oliver as a tight end for the Ravens. Expect them to, to step up as well because Isaiah Oliver, unsung hero, but he can easily move his way up that, that really, really poor tight end board as well. So he can take some carries away, touches away from Hollywood Brown. Indeed, making the case
3: indeed.
1: All right, DJ, you're up with Debo Samuel, a champ. This one's tough considering they lose their quarterbacks, keep getting injured. I mean, Trey Lance, not the knee injury, Jimmy Garoppolo, this calf. And normally I'd be really weird with receivers, but with Kyle Shannon at the helm, I feel more comfortable because he's the type of guy that's running jet sweeps. We'll see Debo Samuel playing quarterback at some point with Kyle Shannon. It's a matter of time. He gets end of rounds, reverses, quick screens. Somehow he finds himself open for 76 yard touchdowns. Then he's a 230 pound running back around the edge. He's a little bit boomer bust for my taste, but I think when he does boom, He's one of the best booms in the game. I mean, he's second in league in receiving yards right now, if I'm not mistaken, as well. And that includes a 52-yard performance and a 58-yard performance recently as well, too. So when he does hit for you, he's going to give you a huge time production. And even when he doesn't hit, it's not that bad. He's still going to give you probably close to 10 points just with his ability to get yards in a variety of ways. And if it was a PPR league, he'd give you a low there. But since it's not, and there's no George Kittle, he's on injury reserve. There goes a weapon, Brandon Ayuk, the guy that everybody preseason adored and said he was – This year's Cinderella story in fantasy and in real life, he's underproduced as well. Debo Samuel's kind of taking that from him. So almost by necessity, I feel like he's just going to be able to give you points because who else is the way they keep getting injured? Their training staff's falling apart as well. So Debo Samuel, I think, especially when he booms, he'll be able to give you a whole lot. All right, indeed. Nick, you are the next judge
3: for round three. Who do you give it to? Uh,
2: Kelsey. My friend, uh, I think he just got beat again. I'm (laughs) going to give it to DJ. Not only did he point out uh, Debo's uh, proficiency, he also deep dove into the uh, 49ers' uh, ineptness to to put any type of uh, offense on the board. So with that, my friend, you did make a valid argument. Plus that DJ has got a beautiful brick background, which I have fallen in love with. So I'm going to go with DJ.
3: Okay. So um, next time, Nick, I just need Kelsey or DJ, just so we're clear. All right. Let's go to the next round uh, for tight ends. All right. Talk about our tight ends real quick. Here's our list. Uh, We got Travis Kelsey, obviously number one. Dawson Knox, I mean, number two, what else can we say about him? Mark Andrews at three, Dalton Schultz at four, Darren Waller at five, Gronk at number six, by the way, out. We didn't talk about with the doc, but he will be out this weekend. TJ Hawkinson at number seven, number eight, Kyle Pitts, Hunter Henry at number nine, and someone else who's out we forgot to mention, COVID IR, Goddard at number 10, 33.6. Okay, so Kelsey,
6: give me Dawson Knox's case as a champ. Yeah, so, I mean, you can talk about Josh Allen being an MVP front runner, and that's why he's going to be always going to be in this picture. But I'm going to actually look at the stats on this one, just like a more deep dive next-gen stat for you. Uh, <laughs> 80% of the passing plays for the Bills, Dawson Knox is on the first-look side of the field. So what does that mean if, if you're a quarterback and you're looking at this? That means this, he's he's immediately glancing from the time he catches the ball to his, to his route on the outside, and he's passing Dawson Knox every single time, which means he has to look back. Past Dawson Knox, so that means all these broken plays that Josh Allen excels on, Dawson Knox is an immediate option because he's seen him twice already But before he gets to his third and fourth reads. So that's always going to be something to excel at. On top of that, I mean, Emmanuel Sanders and Stephon Diggs are great. They're going to be double teamed, though, plain and simple. Dawson Knox takes advantage of every single one of these linebacker matchups, and every single one's a mismatch. He runs like a, a receiver, but he catches the ball even better than that. Uh, He's a little bit faster, Travis Kelsey, is kind of what I look at. I'm not as strong, but he is just as fast, and he can run routes way cleaner than anybody else that I've seen as a tight end.
3: Yeah, and catching the ball big time this year, that's for sure. All right, DJ, you're up. I did this one on purpose just so you could stick it to Kelsey for sure. Dalton Schultz, a case for chump for Dalton Schultz.
1: The way I'm going to look at it is – He's kind of been a beneficiary of Michael Gallup going down, their third receiver for the Cowboys. Who early in the season, we're aired out Dak, throwing it 59 times against the Bucks, trying to spread for 500 yards. Since that point, when Michael Gallup got hurt, Dalton Schultz has been basically the guy that filled in. He's had eight receptions in the two games with Michael Gallup and 18 without him. So Michael Gallup's going to come back. And knowing Kellen Moore, the offense coordinator, he loves to air it out. He loves to get tricky. Lo- right now, it's been really conventional, but knowing the Cowboys in their entire history, this is where they start to shoot themselves in the foot and get really dramatic. They're going to start throwing it a lot more. Dalton Schultz is going to lose his targets. And I think the play-action bombs are going to come back more into play, not as much the check-downs and the rollouts that we've seen. And when we see Michael Gall come in, I think he's going to be the one that takes a lot of those as well. And Tony Pollard and Zeke will get more involved in the passing game. And the schedule is going to get a little bit more difficult, which means they won't be able to run for 500 yards in the first quarter and get him wide open. So I just think he's going to lose a little bit of targets as the season wears on. It's been a great start. Maybe a good bench tight end here or there, but... He's no Dawson Knox at this point.
3: Yeah, um, so you both are brain of thunder, I have to say. But just because, just because you mentioned the words next gen stats, I'm gonna yeah. give it to Kelsey for this. It was over once he said that. I just at this point, I was just trying that, to close the gap. That was all he had to say, and then whatever else was just it didn't even matter after that. All right, so that means it's it's all tied up so it's coming down to the defense big surprise it's all tied up right so we're going to the defenses now we're going to bring I I brought it home for you guys here so we got number 1 the Bills number 2 the Cardinals number 3 the Saints 4 Cowboys 5 Bears 6 Broncos 7 Bucks 8 Patriots 10 Panthers Viking Colts all tied there at the bottom thank god cuz this makes this real fun so Kelsey Your case, sir, for Cowboys as a champ.
6: Oh, this is too easy. You would lead the league in interceptions. Easy. Lead the league in defensive scoring. There you go. Uh, On top of that, they're top ten in rushing yards. They're top ten in third downs made, so they don't allow anybody to get their their third down conversions. And that keeps points off the board, plain and simple. Uh, If you you need a defense to get points on the board, and that's all you need. Uh, Really, when it comes to fantasy scoring, you get based off of takeaways, and preventing him from scoring. Uh, no better defense at it right now than the Cowboys all around. The only thing I worry about is will Trayvon Diggs get the record or will he fall just short, which still leads to interception lead in, in, at the end of the year. Cool. All right. Good way to go. This is the bring it home. All right, DJ, you're, you're finishing it up. You
3: got
1: the last leg. I want to hear Colts as a champ. The fact that they're in the top ten with what they've played so far is nothing short of I don't even believe it at this point. Too, someone needs to recalculate the scoring because you played September Russell Wilson week one throws four touchdowns. We know how good September Russell Wilson is. The Rams in week two, and we know how good Matthew Stafford and the Rams in them are. Week three, the Dolphins. That was a little bit of a, that was a rough game too. With Jacoby and not two as well. So that one was obviously not not the biggest competition as well too. Baby. Then you had Lamar Jackson yes on Monday night who has more yards than sixteen other teams by himself. And then you also throw in the Titans with Derrick Henry and his super braid of death that just runs through everybody and can't be stopped. The leading fantasy scorer ever, it seems like, along with Ryan Tannehill, Julio Jones and all when they were healthy for a change. And they're still in the top 10. They haven't even got to the Texans part of their schedule at Davis Mills. They haven't even got to Trevor Lawrence with the Urban Meyer and the hole he's got them in. They, they just grind and even stay competitive at this point. So we'll see what they can do with that. There's, they, they got the Titans again with the receivers going down. The schedule's going to get a whole lot easier at the back end, and they're still in the top 10 after facing murderer's row. So you got to imagine that as they get healthier and the competition gets significantly weaker, it's going to improve as well. I mean, they've given up huge plays after huge plays and are still up there. Imagine what it's going to be like when it's not Lamar running for 100 yards and throwing for 400 when you got Davis Mills behind a wet tissue paper offensive line in Houston. They're going to get a whole lot of takeaways. They still have the Jets coming up too. Zach Wilson will throw you a few. Like they're going to have some high-scoring games coming up.
3: Oh, man, that was big. All right, gentlemen, real quick. All right, so I'm just going to go to you. Just give me a, a Kelsey or DJ. It's uh, You got three, so we're going to go best out of three. Nick, who you got?
0: Hi, I'm Maria.
4: And I'm Mike. And we're Team,
0: Team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready.
4: It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible.
0: Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather.
4: Be ready for anything. Go to Blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. DJ. Who you got, Greg? Man, this is tough. You know what? Argument's ain't Kelsey.
5: Okay, Mike, you're deciding <laughs> vote. Who you got? <laughs> <please>. <laughs> I defer. I defer. I was I, like, I'm listening to these guys spit out stats, and I'm like, yo, we ain't even close to being this prepared and knowing these stats. Like, I don't even want to do the show no more. The way these guys are spit out,
1: <laughs> they both yeah.
5: are. I was just like, yo, they're
3: reading this shit from a screen. You should really, sir, speak for yourself. That's for no sure. All right, out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead since Mike has no sack. I will go ahead and defer. I'm gonna bring in I am gonna give it to him. Let's give it to DJ for the he had the he had the little mishap and then he came back in. I mean, that was great. You both did a great job. However, unfortunately with our game, that means someone's a loser. So, Kelsey, sir, you tonight are today's dumbass. Dumbass. Who's Thank
2: you. That's just not right.
3: Why we get
4: that Justin? Justin
3: I hope you guys listen. I hope you guys enjoyed your time tonight. Uh, please tell our listeners once again where they can listen to you guys and find you guys. Um, so we can hear more of you. DJ sent you to the champ. You get a.
6: You, yeah, you, know.
1: you get the plug all right. with heavy, heavy is the head that wears the crown. But if you want to give us a listen, Thursdays are our day Thursdays. We appear on the unhinged radio at 2 PM Eastern time as well. You catch all of our replays on all your favorite podcast networks. After that, we also do our dogs, pick some pickums as well too on Thursdays. We let our dogs pick the winner of Thursday night football. So you want to tune in for that right now. My dog has a one game lead considering they pick the same bowl every week minus week one. So <laughs> definitely check in for that as well too. And then you can catch us on color as well too. Pretty frequently doing a college and NFL game every week. So, unhinged radio tuesday thursday excuse me 2 p.m. and every after that you can find it on all your favorite podcast net use it awesome. That's
3: awesome. Uh, I, that's awesome with the dogs. I, mean, I might have to check that out, maybe make some decisions based off the dog bowl. I like that. Be,
6: tread with caution. They've, they've done some bad picks before. <laughs> the opposite one is what we've learned. Just pick whatever whichever one they go to, just pick the opposite. <laughs> that kind of sounds like my fantasy advice,
3: so I think you're good to go. All right. Well, listen, guys, again, I really do appreciate you guys coming on, and we we'll hope we'll have you on again. Hope you guys had a good time. We're going to take a quick commercial now. When we come back, we're going to talk about things we did right and things we did wrong
2: hey Flanders here do you want to learn how to defend yourself become more confident and be more fit if so I recommend John Emmons Taekwondo in Kissimmee Florida at this dojang you will learn an old art for a modern age under the tutelage of an 8th degree black belt master John Emmons If you want the martial arts to be part of your life and you value hard work with high quality results at reasonable prices, then John Emmons Taekwondo is the place for you. They can be found at EmmonsTaekwondo.com and you can call them at 407-931-1118. John Emmons Taekwondo is our number one pick for self-defense and we are the fantasy show of the people.
3: All right, welcome back. All right, let's talk about things we did right and things we got wrong last week. So throw up the graphic here. Here are our stardom and sit And boy, oh boy, listen, when we first started this, I tried to tell you guys, the bottom line is we are all guessing. And if that isn't apparent when you look at this, I don't know what is. We basically... You're usually around 50%. I mean, that's usually where you see yourself. <laughs> it really is what you're seeing here. How about, I'm going to point out some funny ones. How about my sit for the week, Miles Gaskin with 31.9 <laughs> points. I believe he was the RB two or three. I mean, this guy, I, unreal. And my stardom quarterback, Daniel Jones, 5.8. Points that my friends is embarrassing. We'll go to the straws. He's got Adam Thielen's stardom, he's got Adam Thielen at 4.0, <laughs> cruising down the street. Um, this and on his sit he has Kareem Hunt who led the backfield with 25.9 points. Um, all right, and for the juice, um, let's see for the
4: worst. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the stardom, I know. That's, we're going to get to the cinema. The stardom, Corey Davis, four point five points. Too much Jeez. faith in your Jets.
2: Oh.
1: Oh,
3: Too much faith in- oh my god! How about the cinema of the week, though? This is like <laughs> le- definitely a cinema of the week. Justin Herbert, he told you to sit him. Forty-two point oh. nine points would have been oh. sitting on your damn bench. Unreal. All right. Nick, you got Flandered. He told you to start Mike Isecki, and he was wrong. 4.3 points there. He oh, he got – the best one is he got Baker Mayfield. I mean, now I no, kind of agree. It no. was 20 20- – three points for Baker. All right. So those, I basically point out everything we got wrong. I didn't get anything right in the stardom. I mean, 16.4 points. I mean, I, it's, that's embarrassing. And I, I did get Kyle Pitts. I shouldn't say I got something right there. The sit I got Tyler Boyd, right? And TJ Hawkinson and the Browns D for the straw. He got Winston Ryan as a stardom, 25.8 points. Um, Hunter Henry had a decent day too, 13.5. Um, his sit, um, uh, Goddard. Goddard, there's Goddard. That's a good one. Goddard 2.8. He did also say sit Trey Lance and you were on that early. So good point with that. My 14.6. He didn't have a greatest day um juice got on the right he got dawson knox 17.7 points he had a big day um he got right on the sit-em uh, so oh you guys you won the argument between you guys i forgot to mention that too. you guys too the two uh the the face-off we had you won great job All right, and Mr. Flander, you got right Antonio Brown twenty four point four points, great day for him. And you got right, definitely Sidham, Chiefs D, great job there, (laughs) five points. Or George Kittle who didn't play, that was a good job with that as well. All
2: right, let's
3: (laughs) three point four. Yeah, that's true too. All right, let's bring up our ultimate. I I know what what are you going to say? All right, let's bring up the ultimate team challenge we had last week. Oh, look who won. What do you know? The Commish is ahead, 161.2 points. The Jester, uh, he was number two. Straw Command at number three. Flander at number four. And the Juice at number five. Listen, my friend, this is a, like an all star game. Like you get to pick whoever you want. Hold on a second. You get to pick the, your. The creme de la creme, and you basically barely got a hundred and seven points. That's embarrassing and deserves, you know what?
4: That's fine. Right. So
3: <laughs> that's gonna be the losers' uh, deal every week. They gotta hit that's the dumbass video. All I'll right. Let's bring up this week's real quick and we'll see what we got going on. Let me pull it up here. So, here's our ultimate teams for this week. <laughs> Um, I'm interesting, and in, I was interested in Freddie's because he's already got Madison up there, and I don't know if he if he knows for sure that Dalvin Cook is out yet. So um, I, he's really rolling the dice with that one. Um, but everyone's got pretty much kind of the same lineups, a little bit of a, a little bit of tweaking here and there. We'll check him out next week. It's just kind of a fun thing we'll do. Well, like I said, whoever's the lowest will get the dumbass award for the week. All right, let's go on. We're going to talk right now about Thursday night football. And we got some big matchups because that's coming up, and we're not going to be able to talk to anyone prior to that. So we got Tom Brady going against Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts in this particular matchup, I like a lot. I mean, check out our rankings. I can go ahead and just throw up our top 10 quarterbacks. I mean, this is a great matchup for both quarterbacks that night. Um, so I do like it. I hate those Thursday night games, to be honest with you. It just it dries my hair and, you know, I want to pull whatever left of my hair out. Um, but I like Jalen Hurts, obviously, a lot this week. I actually put him up at number two at overall because that defense is porous, and I like, I like him to bounce back. But I also like Brady, obviously, to do well as well. Um, Leonard Fournette, obviously, might have a decent game too, but you never know what's up at the running game. And as far as the receivers go with Tampa, good luck picking which one's going to show out because that's like that's the biggest conundrum uh, with them. And we talked about that during the offseason as well. Um, And I like Devonta Smith, obviously, if I like Jalen Hurts, um, he's going to do well. Goddard, like we just talked about, he actually will be on the IR. So if you if uh, if Ertz is out there and you need a tight end, I would definitely jump on that train real quick. Um, any comments, guys, for Thursday night
2: before we move on? Nick? Uh, no, as I said you know, last night, I think the only two really true viable starters you got on the Philly side of the ball is Hertz and um, Smith. And everyone else is essentially a, a crapshoot. Uh, and on Tampa, uh, you can pick Brady and all the skill positions, uh, especially for this game because they. Because Philly's defense, even though they had a good game last week, you can't expect that every week. Uh, you know, uh, Slay had a good game, so did Nelson, but again, they're they're just they're just too they're just too spotty. So again, I liked what you said, Brady and Hurts, and just go with those two. I I'm in the same boat as you. I would not like to play any Thursday game uh, starters. Especially against my own team, which I kind of have to th- this week. And um, word of advice again, I believe, Coop, you said it too. Uh, don't put them in your flex because if you get screwed, um, you're done. So, a little piece of fantasy advice for that.
3: Yeah, we uh, had a little discussion with Greg about that last week. Greg?
2: <laughs> oh, is that Greg? I'm sorry. No, I didn't mean to call him out. Uh, No,
3: no, no, not at all. We just, he, he was talking trash about my number two running back. And I told him he's not my number two running back, but I put him there because that's the advice you're supposed to give to people is not put those people on your flex. Right. right. I got
4: Jason, Jason, even with all of that, you still lost.
3: Okay. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's hey. listen, we got five more minutes. You can bring that up then. All right. What, who, anything else you got on uh, tomorrow night, Greg?
4: I mean, I think you guys covered it all. Um, I think, and, and and this is just me, and I said at the beginning of the season, I'm telling you, Antonio Brown, aside from Gronk, is Brady's favorite target, and it's showing. I told you guys, he played half a season last year and had 450 yards receiving and I think like six TDs. He's on pace to break that. So I'm telling you, Antonio Brown is the number one in that offense, and when Gronk comes back, it's going to be Brown and Gronk. So Thursday night look for More Antonio Brown against that poor ass Philly defense.
5: Yeah, mm. I'm looking I, at all I'm looking at all the receivers on both sides, I like the receivers. Um I mean, you still got you're going to get enough catches for Evans, sorry man. You're going to get enough catches for Evans and Godwin. I mean, when Godwin Gronk when comes back, I mean, he's number one, and then Mike Evans is number two, and then you know one of the other two are going to be able to get it. But Eagles receivers are going to have a good game this game. I don't like any of the running backs. I don't like any Tampa's running backs to this week. I don't like uh, the uh, Eagles running backs this week. I like Gainwell to start this week, actually, instead of uh, Miles Sanders for once. So, Nick, what do you think? you think that uh, Gainwell is going to start this week?
2: No, I don't think they're going to start because they're actually upping, um, Sanders touches and especially due to the fact that, uh, that they're, that the Bucks rather, excuse me, are so bad against the pass. Look out for little flare outs and little dump offs to, uh, Sanders to take up the sideline. So.
3: Yeah, um I, I think to Nick's point, Mike, um I did notice last um last game that they definitely increased Miles Sanders in this game and kind of decreased Gainwell a little bit. So I don't know if that's the trend going forward. Um but that definitely happened last game for sure. I don't know if game flow dictated that. Um but that was something to note. I definitely saw that. Yeah, Nick, you got something else?
2: No, so I, I
3: thought your hand was up. I know how you no, up. I,
2: I just, yeah. We're good. I'll All right. So, yeah. So, yeah,
3: Thursday night football, again, don't forget, this is bye weeks this week, too. So, and as Nick said, you know, don't put anyone in your flex just in case you have that. You need that, quote, flexibility, so to speak, going into the uh, week weekend in case you need anything. All right. So, our, again, our rankings are out. I've been kind of periodically throwing the banner up down there. So, again, go to TSSFantasy.com. not want to sit here and read off all the rankings. So just go to there. Check them out. Everything's up. Up to date, um, in case something happens, injuries pop up, we will up. I will uh, keep them updated as we go. All right, so we are the fantasy show of the people, and like to keep things light, as you know. But when serious matters do come up, we want to address them as well. So tonight, um, we want to address the John Gruden situation. We felt that there was nobody else more representation of that uh, to uh, to address that than our boy Greg the Juice. So, Greg, the floor is yours, my friend.
4: Well, you know, all week, you know, we heard the emails was coming out about John Gruden and I was, you know, listening to all the radio stations and reading other stuff online. And these stuff came out like 10 years ago. Right. And everybody wants to give him a pass and say he's 10 years ago and he wasn't in the NFL. But to me, it shows the true character of John Gruden. Right. Keyshawn Johnson said something today that he saw him as a fraud, as a car salesman. and I think the wolves have been pulled over our eyes for a long time with John Gruden and, Things were just pushed to the side. So when this first happened, I said he, he he needs to get fired. He he deserves to get fired because to say stuff like that and then come back and not really defend yourself, just saying I'm not a racist. I mean, it's you're racist, right? Even if you said it in a joking manner, that's is racist. And then you say other things about the to, um community, and the more stuff come out. So I say well deserved. You know, well deserved. They, uh, Mike, um, the owner of the Raiders, and Gruden came along, and I guess he either quit or he was going to fire him. So it just shows the character of of Gruden, and in his day and age, be careful what you send in the email. Be careful what you send in the text. Be careful what you do in the dark, because it's going to come to the light eventually.
3: Yeah, indeed. Um, we are going to next episode, um, on Friday, we're going to talk a little bit about the legality of it with, uh, Mary Jane, our legal analyst, and just talk about the legality of the emails and that part of it. So again, we do want to address these issues as they come up. So we do appreciate you. Um, again, guys, don't forget. Unhinged Radio in the morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Make us part of your morning commute. We are part of the Belly Up Sport podcast as well, so make sure you check out all the great shows. High and Low is one of them, so you can check out our boys, Kelsey and DJ. They're bringing the heat. Obviously, Mike's embarrassed to even show show his face anymore. All right, so we appreciate you guys. Once again, tssfantasy.com. Check out all of our current rankings, everything like that. We appreciate you, and we... All right.
5: What the fuck was that?
4: Ooh, dude. <laughs> you heard his feelings.
1: We're on a mission on a mission, guys. We're on a we on a mission,
0: Hi, I'm Maria.
4: And I'm Mike, and we're.